This is 3 and 5, an SLC management podcast. Hi, everyone. Thanks for dialing into this episode of 3 and 5. It's Steve Peacher, head of SLC management. Today, I'm with Chris Wright, who's the managing director at Crescent Capital and who oversees the investment of many of Crescent's big private credit funds. Chris, thanks for taking a few minutes. Great. Well, thanks for having me, Steve. So the topic is private credit. Uh, it gets a lot of press these days because it's grown so much from an investor standpoint. And uh, now rates are up and there's talk of a potential recession. So, you know, the future of private credit is just a hot topic. And so that we want to talk about that today. The other big topic, of course, has been turmoil in the banking sector and the impact on regional lenders. And so I guess, Chris, my first question is, given the turmoil that we've seen in the regional banking industry, and given that to some extent, private credit providers like Crescent Capital have stepped in where the banks years ago used to be. How have we seen, what's been the impact today and what are the opportunities you see and how is that benefiting your clients and limited partners that are invested in your funds? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, certainly that is a, a hot topic that uh, lots, of, lots of our investors are uh, focused on today. And look, you know, the way that we look at it is really this turmoil has only accelerated a long established secular trend of of banks and specifically regional banks getting out of the business of holding loans and bonds for companies. You know, if you actually look back in, in 1980, there were over 14,000 commercial banks that had, had FDI insurance. And today that's down closer to 4,000. So there's been a 70% reduction in commercial banks over the last 40 years. And at the same time, credit has been more available to companies during, or has been made more available to companies over those 40 years. Specifically, as it relates to the recent turmoil, we do expect to have and see more onerous regulations across the banking industry, not just with big banks, but certainly, you know, more onerous regulations within the regional banking sector, and it creates more volatility. And volatility is what is good for private credit. PitchBook just recently did a survey of some of the sponsors, and they asked them what was the most important driver in, in them choosing between using a private lender or private credit provider versus going to the banks and the syndicated markets. And the number one reason that was cited was certainty of execution. And so periods of volatility, private lenders provide that certainty of execution. And so that is going to be a big benefit for our business. And with increased regulation, we think the secular trend will continue. LPs, I would say our investors, they really benefit in a multitude of ways. We provide them with enhanced pricing and structures over public alternatives. Uh, we also have greater access to due diligence. Uh, we have relationships with the owners of the businesses, which are the sponsors. We develop relationships with the management teams. And so it allows us to be much more proactive in our monitoring of our investments. And that really translates into lower default rates and higher recovery rates, which ultimately results in, in, in better returns. And so it's really access to true partners uh, that we are able to give to our investors. And then what I would say finally is there's a lot been written about stability of returns. And so private credit does provide more stable returns over other public alternatives. Uh, you don't see the volatility. Public markets really are driven by a lot of technical factors. And, and we don't have those technical factors because we do have good matching of timeframes with our investments, as well as the investors' timeframes and when their expectations uh, for receiving returns are. You know, obviously, the overriding factor over the last year in the markets has been the, that the Fed has been so aggressive in raising interest rates. And the good news for the private credit markets is most of your loans are floating rate. 
So, you know, it means, it means the interest rates have gone up, returns to investors have gone up. But the flip side of that is that that increases the interest burden on the underlying company because the cost of their debts going up, the short rates go up. So how have you seen management teams and the private equity sponsors that back them handle these heavier debt services while continuing to try to fund and grow their businesses? No, I mean, certainly that is a I think one of the biggest challenges that both the sponsors and the management teams are facing today, I think from a management team standpoint, they are focused on costs and cost reduction and expense reduction. And so, you know, we're sitting in board meetings and working with management teams to really come up with contingency plans and how we reduce labor costs, how we reduce production costs, really to kind of offset that increased burden. So first and foremost, it's really, we're seeing a lot of cost reduction plans being put in place. On the sponsor side, they have a a number of tools. A number of sponsors have actually hedged their interest rate. And so they fixed it a year or two ago. And so that has served them very well. Now, not all sponsors have done that. And so those that haven't have certainly seen the burden of the debt service burden increase over time. That's where it really benefits the sponsors to have true partners in their capital structure. And so while our yields have gone up and we're benefiting from that, we're also cognizant that we need to get our principal back at some point in time. And so we want to work with sponsors when it's a situation where there's a good company, where we can support that growth or give them that runway so that those management plans and cutting costs can get executed and, and offset the increased expense burden. And so we are seeing situations where we may pick where we may put in an incremental piece of debt to pay down cash pay debt. And in either of those cases, our expectation is the sponsor will put in equity. I would say at this point in where we are in the cycle, sponsors have been very receptive to supporting their companies and putting in equity. And so it's really a true partnership as we look to help offset some of the increased costs and work together for a successful you know, investment. There are a lot of cross currents in the current environment. You know, as we were just talking about, interest rates are going up. The companies have to react to that, as you just described. There's increased concern that those that it, the increase in rates could lead to a recession. Which, where, so as a lender, you want to make sure we protect our investment. As you say, we want we want to get our money back. What has all that meant for deal structure? What do you see happening in terms of pricing, terms on deals, the structure of deals? How has that changed as the environment's changed over the last year or so? Yeah, I mean, look, it has become the leverage in that negotiation has certainly shifted from borrower to lender. So when you think about that, I kind of think about it along three dimensions. You know, first is pricing. We're seeing higher spreads. We're seeing more OID. And obviously, base rate has increased tremendously. So the all-in spread has increased tremendously. We are today seeing Unitron structure, senior debt structures in excess of 12% gross unlevered yields. And so that has gone up meaningfully. The second component of that is really the structures. Um, simple, certainly a company is not able to take on as much debt with base rates at 5% as they were when base rates were at 15 basis points. And so that's translated into lower leverage. And so we've seen meaningfully lower leverage on new investments. Purchase prices have generally stayed consistent with where they were about a year ago. And so it means we're lending at a lower LTV or loan to value than we were a year ago. So lower leverage with a lower loan to value. 
And then finally, on the documentation side, documentation um, has gotten much better. We're able to limit the capacity for incurrence of additional indebtedness. There's tighter provisions. There's smaller baskets. There's fewer EBITDA addbacks. There's more covenants and there's more control. And so that all accrues to the benefit of the lender as well. And so it's really pricing, structure, and documentation that have all gotten better over the past 12 to 18 months. So I guess it's like in any market, there are pros and cons, and there are certainly pros to private credit right now because you're able to dictate better terms in this environment. You kind of, no pun intended, have have more leverage than you have in the past. And in fact, yep. the deals have less leverage, got higher interest rates, but you have to worry about the economy and the impact on companies in a higher interest rate environment. So it always cuts a couple of different ways. So let me end with a personal question that has nothing to do with private credit. You hail from the great state of Michigan, so what I want to know is, What's going on with teams in, in Detroit, but in particular, what do you think is going to be the, what's the outlook for the Lions? It's going to be the year. Well, you know, specifically for the Lions, you're asking me at a good point in time of the year. The emotions of a Lions fan follows the seasons. Unfortunately, we usually have a very good draft pick. And so we're a good slot in the draft. And with the upcoming draft next weekend, you know, we've got two first round drafts and we obviously ended this season well, uh, which is typical for the Lions. They typically start off at one and five and one and six, and then they have a a pretty good run at the end of the year. And we run, I think we won eight of the last 10 last year. And I don't think there was a team in the NFL that wanted to play the Lions in the playoffs, but uh, we fell a little short. But I'm, I'm certainly feeling optimistic. Two picks in the first round, decent one in the second round, good core nucleus of a team that's coming back that finished the season well last year. So I'll continue to be optimistic, at least until the second uh, week of the season. And then we'll see uh, we'll see where we go from there. But uh, Well, it's, it is going to be interesting to see what they do with those picks because they do have a, they've got some good slots. And, you know, football, we need the Lions to win a Super Bowl, right? They got they to they win the Super Bowl. I will second that. I think I think a lot of the country would uh, would would appreciate that. Oh yeah, and, you know everybody's used to watching the Lions on Thanksgiving Day, and uh, we need to see them come through the Super I used to go to every Thanksgiving game. That was uh, that was that was our fa- that was our family Thanksgiving tradition back in the day at the Silverdome. At the Silverdome. All right, Chris. Well, thank you for taking some time. Interesting comments on on a market that's you know that's at, at a very interesting time and definitely growing. Sounds good. Thanks, Steve. And uh, thanks to everybody for listening to this episode. Three.